Star fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar Series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar Series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Presented by High V. We are proud and honored to bring High V to the show as the presenting sponsor of Pit Pass Indy. We will continue to cover the entire NTT IndyCar Series community, and our new partners at High V will help us tell those stories. High V is proud to be the sponsor of the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway as IndyCar returns to the fastest short track on the planet July 21 to 23, 2023. It promises to be the biggest weekend of the summer with two races on the 0.875-mile Iowa Speedway Oval and four of the biggest names in entertainment performing before and after each race. American Idol winner and multimedia superstar Carrie Underwood will kick off the Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend with a performance prior to Saturday's NTT IndyCar Series race the High V Homefront 250 presented by Instacart on Saturday, July 22nd. Country music icon and six-time Grammy Award nominee Kenny Chesney will perform following Saturday's High V IndyCar Race Weekend NTT IndyCar Series race. The action continues the following day with another full IndyCar Series race, the High V One Step 250 presented by Gatorade. Three-time Grammy Award winner and country music power group Zach Brown Band will perform prior to the race on Sunday, July 23rd. British singer-songwriter and global chart-topping artist Ed Sheeran will wrap up Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend with a performance following Sunday's IndyCar Race on July 23. For tickets... Fans can visit HyVIndyCarRaceWeekend.com or call the ticket office at 641-417-6007 Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Although the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway promises to be the highlight of the summer, race over to your local Hy-V throughout the year. High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, was at the Mid Ohio Sports Car Course for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid Ohio on July 2nd. Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing scored his third straight victory and his fourth win in the last five races to strengthen his lead in the NTT IndyCar Series championship standings. He entered the Mid-Ohio Race Weekend with a 74-point lead over his Chip Ganassi Racing teammate, Marcus Erickson, but second-place finisher in the race and a fellow Ganassi teammate, Scott Dixon, has taken over second place in the standings. 
Pelot's lead is now 110 points over Dixon as IndyCar heads into a weekend off following the 4th of July holiday before resuming the season with the Honda Indy Toronto on the streets of Toronto on July 16. Pelot started the July 2nd Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, fourth on the grid, and took the lead on lap 28. He would be in front for 48 of the 80 laps in the race and defeated Dixon by 5.0242 seconds. I caught up with the hottest driver in the NTT IndyCar Series for this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. He's back on Pit Pass Indy presented by High V. It's Alex Pelot, the winner of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. After this victory, you now have a 110-point lead in the battle for the championship. So for the rest of your competitors, you can tell them, look out, Pelot. <laughs> uh, it's been great. It's been great to uh, get our post-race uh, reports here. Um, we had some really good results. And yeah, as you said, uh, unbelievable the gap that we've been able to open. Uh, we had a really clean season so far and we've been able to maximize everything. So yeah, um, hopefully we can keep it going. We know how tight the IndyCar is and how tight it can get by the end of the season. So glad that we have those points in our favor. Your third straight victory, beginning with the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix in the uh, beginning of June, and then you won at Road America, and now you've won here at Mid-Ohio. Coming up will be the Honda Indy Toronto in a couple of weeks, and then the High V IndyCar doubleheader at Iowa Speedway. You really have the makings of not only opening up a bigger lead here in the battle for the championship, but really determining just the rest of the season. How does that feel to have that in your control? Oh, it feels amazing. I mean, I um, I wouldn't say um, that it's, it's going to be an easy ending of the season, but uh, obviously I prefer to have those points, as I said, in our favor instead of having to catch up. So uh, Toronto, uh, it's a place that I loved last year. We had really good cars and I had a really good race going on. So hopefully we can uh, still stretch uh, and get another result. Um, and Iowa then, we, we tested there. We made a big progress. Um, so I'm looking forward to go there and, and see if we can get some really good results. The last time a driver in the IndyCar Series won three races in a row happened to be your first three IndyCar Series races of your rookie season. It was Scott Dixon in 2020. You were driving for Dale Coyne Racing. What do you recall when that season started to see Scott Dixon win three in a row and go, wow, one of these days I'm going to do that? Um, well, I was just thinking that it was a pain <laughs> to see uh, the same driver winning three races in a row. It was the start of of the season, um, and that was brutal. But, uh, yeah, honestly, cannot believe that we're now doing that. Um, hopefully we can make it four uh, in Toronto. But, yeah, we'll keep on our heads down, focus on, on the work, and uh, hopefully we can get even more wins this season. You've won four races out of the last five contests. Do you ever think of how close you could have made that five in a row by the one in the Indianapolis 500 where you had to battle back from 28th place after the pit lane incident with Renus VK midway through the race? You, yeah. were, you were having a pretty good race yeah, that yeah. day starting on the pole. It was going to be a, a lot better than what we had, obviously, because we had to fight back. Um, no, re I don't really... Uh, waste too much energy on that. It's motorsport. Could have 
been a bit better, yes, but could have been a lot worse as well. So yeah, happy with uh, the result that we got there, all the learnings and happy that we recovered so much because otherwise we wouldn't be as happy as we are now uh, on the championship. What was your strategy to win the Honda Indy 200 at Mid Ohio? If you could describe that for the listeners, um, we we went for an alternate strategy. So started on the primaries, uh, had to survive the first couple of laps while getting the tires into temperature, um, save some fuel, uh, went two laps longer than Colton and one longer than Rahal, which was good enough to overtake them, and then we had to manage our reds. Um, we know that. Uh, we struggled a little bit on, on tire deck, um, but running up front, it was uh, doable to do it, and, and we made it until the end. The only time you had a little bit of a problem was when you got held up a little bit by the slower car driven by Benjamin Peterson. Your lead went from about a 10-second lead down to about a four-second lead. How concerned were you, and how much was he holding you up? Yeah, I was concerned by... Um, by us just uh, having more tire deck because we had to follow. Um, we were losing uh, the advantage that we had uh, and I was having to use a lot of overtake, which is not great, uh, just in case there's a yellow at the end. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I was able to get through and get our lead back to some uh, couple of seconds until we got more traffic and just uh, lost again for five seconds. So yeah, it's in the car. It's tough to pass here. Um, as soon as you have a back marker up front, it's, it's tough to, to overtake them. You're from Spain, but it's 4th of July weekend in the United States and your sponsor is the American Legion. So how patriotic does that all feel to be able to win on 4th of July weekend with the American Legion? Oh, it's amazing. And actually they asked today, they said, oh, we were really happy that uh, we won two races, but can you make it three? Because it's a special weekend for us and a special week. So uh, it's pretty fun that we were able to do that. It's it's very special for the American Legion and for us. And yeah, it's time to celebrate a little bit to try and... Uh, also get the Be The One initiative uh, up there even more uh, for everybody to know. Uh, so yeah, it's been a win-win. And then coming up here in a couple of weeks is the big high V IndyCar race weekend at Iowa. The way that you tested there a couple of weeks ago in June, how did the test go? How confident are you that you can go there and get a victory or two at Iowa? Um, it's going to be tough, honestly. Um, we had a uh, really, really good test compared to last year. Uh, I was a lot more comfortable on driving and car balance wise. Um, but it's going to be tough. We know it's not going to be an easy weekend. We'll work for it. Uh, we still have some time to try and make some adjustments on driving and car and we'll get ready for it. Alex Pelove, Chip Ganassi Racing, winner of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Congratulations on your big victory. Good luck the rest of July, including the stop at Iowa. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. 
in 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V. Christian Lungard drives the number 45 Hy-V Honda for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing in his second full season in the IndyCar Series. The 21-year-old from Denmark started fifth and finished fourth in the July 2nd Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. I conducted this interview with Lungard on June 22nd during a promotional appearance for Hy-V on the streets of Des Moines, Iowa for this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, is the High V driver in the NTT IndyCar Series. It's Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Lerman Lanigan Racing. Christian, how does it feel to walk into any High V store, see your car hanging from the ceiling, see your face plastered over some of the advertising? What's it like being the poster boy of not only that store, but also the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway? I think just in, in general to be able to uh, to represent such a, such a, a brand, um, you know, I went to see all the um, all their base, basically all their buildings today and, and the headquarters and just what this company does is just extraordinary. Um, and I, I didn't really realize until today what they actually do for their employees as well. Um, they are a, a huge promoter. Um, and even just for, for IndyCar itself. I think what they're doing for IndyCar in some regards is, is more than IndyCar themselves. Uh, just walking into a high V, I, did, I saw more IndyCar merchandise than I've seen in, in some actual merchandise stores. So I think it's just great that, that we've got high V on board as a, as a team sponsor, uh, but also for the series. We're doing this interview on the streets of Des Moines a month out from the race. There's a street party pit stop contest that High V is sponsoring to help promote the race weekend at Iowa. There are some races on the schedule where a week out and you don't see any promotion. So this really underlines just the activation that they do, the aggressive marketing and promotion that High V does to help IndyCar. 100%, and I think it's uh, it's what we need. We saw it last year. We saw what the what V did for IndyCar, uh, and they set a new benchmark for every other promoter. Um, 
And in my opinion, people didn't really, I mean, I would say the other promoters didn't really catch up on it. And if it's because it's a lack of budget or if it's a lack of, of understanding that this is necessary to bring the, the series forward, uh, I don't know. Uh, but what hy is doing and, and being a part of that, uh, being an ambassador for, for that brand, um, I'm proud of. Um, and I've, I've told everybody at hy V that whatever they need me for, I'll be, be available. Um, because I want to be a part of bringing this series forward. Having gone through the Hy-Vee headquarters in West Des Moines, it, it really is an impressive facility. But when you walk into any Hy-Vee supermarket, it's impressive just to see the cleanliness, the quality, the selection, the products that they have. It's unlike any other supermarkets you could probably find. You walk in there and you, you're amazed straight away. I mean, uh, you, you said it. I mean, how clean it is. Um, just, just the value, the, the products they have is, is high-end. Um, and I think that just uh, sets the benchmark again. And I think what, whatever industry they're in, they're, they're at the top. And I think that's, that's what hy V stands for. Um, so in that, in that sense as well, you know, on track, I want to be on top and represent the brand um, from, from, from the leader circle and winner circle. Although you're from Denmark, you live in the Indianapolis area now, and hy V will open a store in Zionsville, Indiana in the near future. I'm sure you can't wait for that to happen so that you can take part and uh, help support the sponsor. No, absolutely. Um, first of all, travel will be a lot easier, uh, you know, to, to just go down the road. Uh, but no, I think to be able to have one close uh, definitely will also help activation uh, around Indy. Um, and I think we need that. At this moment, we don't have one. And I know there's a, there's a few coming one, one quite soon. So. Uh, I'll definitely be down there uh, as much as I can, um, just helping to promote. And if I have some friends from, from Europe over, we'll definitely go down there so they can see me hanging on a wall. On June 21st, there was a private test at Iowa Speedway, although 20 of the 27, 28 cars that compete in the IndyCar series were on track. So it wasn't really that private of a test, but uh, your day came to an early end. You had an engine issue uh, around two o'clock. What did you discover the rest of the day by helping your teammates, Graham Rahal and Jack Harvey? Um, I mean, the, te the test day itself actually went very well. Uh, we, uh, we, had a, we had three different and three separate test plans uh, across the three cars, and they got through theirs. Uh, I didn't quite get through mine uh, for obvious reasons. We, we had a failure on the, on the car that's, that ended up in a fire. Um, but other than that, uh, the progress that we were making up until then was, was very positive and everything we did was a step forward. So I matched my lap time from the test uh, the previous year uh, on my first set of tires um, and the track was, was quite slick. So we were pretty, pretty happy with that. Colton seemed to be uh, extremely fast, but I think absolutely everybody is, is a little worried about that because he, he's really, really fast. Uh, I think he was almost two and a half tenths clear of, of P2. So we got some work to do. Um, but as a team, we made progress. I helped uh, Graham and Jack out. Jack Graham seemed to have some issues um, later in the day, but obviously not having gone through all my tires, I, I think we could have gone faster on my car later in the day. It's called the world's fastest short oval. When you're out there whipping around that track in 18 second laps, what's it like? I mean, I've, uh, I've driven a race car around the fastest street circuit in the world uh, in an F2 car, and, and that's pretty sick. So to come to, uh, to Iowa, Iowa Speedway and drive around in, in a circle uh, on, a, on a track that's that bumpy um, is pretty cool. Um, every, every, I think every driver that did their install 
came in and said the track had become more bumpy, but it's because you're going so slow. As soon as we, we got up to speed, it, it seemed pretty similar compared to, to previous years. And I mean, it's, it's a special place. What I like about that place is, is it is so fast and I think the bumps make it feel even faster, but you can drive three side by side. And I think that's what's going to make the racing so, so great there. With the package that IndyCar has, with the aerodynamics and the mechanical grip and the way that track is and the heat, how challenging is that to have back-to-back -back full races, daytime races on a very hot time of the year in Iowa? Yeah, I mean, if I, I can't really complain because it's my birthday weekend. Um, so there's no better way to, to celebrate my birthday than, than racing a, a race car. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be warm. It was around 100 degrees last year, and I, I, I doubt that it's going to be much less than that this year. So it's going to be a warm one for sure. Um, but the good thing is it's going to be the same for everybody. Um, and that's where the fitness comes into, into play. When you combine the fact that it's the only doubleheader weekend of the season on the IndyCar schedule, plus... On Saturday, Carrie Underwood gives a concert before the race. Kenny Chesney gives one after the race. You come back on Sunday for another full race, preceded by Zach Brown Band before the race and Ed Sheeran after the race. You as a driver got to be focused to go out there and do battle, but do you get tempted to go out there and see some of the concerts? I'm definitely going to see the Ed Sheeran concert, um, hopefully from, from Victory Lane. Uh, it is my birthday that day, um, so to, to race a race car and have Ed Sheeran play, it's kind of cool, I would say. Um, but no, I think uh, as, as a driver, we don't really think much about it. We, for sure, uh, we're tempted to go out there, but we also know what, we, what we're there for. Uh, we, we, it's not that easy to forget, luckily. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's an action-packed weekend. Luckily, we also have the Indy Next Series uh, race there, so we will also be looking at, at that just to, uh, to make sure that we can learn as much about the, the track uh, prior to our race. What does the area around Iowa Speedway remind you of? Is there anywhere it does home. remind you of home? Of home, yeah, because uh, I live in the countryside. Well, at least I grew up in the countryside in uh, in Denmark. So every time I go to, to Iowa, um, I basically just see home. The The one thing about this country is everything is just so big, um, which it re isn't really where I come from. It's a, it's a very little tiny uh, country. So uh, to come here, especially in Iowa, but now also having seen the Hy-Vee headquarters, um, what, what they're doing, and they're based here, I think it's, it's only going to bring Iowa uh, forward, and especially Des Moines. I hope one day we can have a street race down here. That would be pretty cool. So Hy-Vee's involved with the series. They're involved with the Iowa Speedway IndyCar Race Weekend, but they're also involved with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. So they have all three of the major facets covered to be able to have a company that's that involved in all three of the most important areas that involve your team at least, how important is that? For me as a human being, it's, it's, it's important. Uh, it's gonna bring uh, my brand forward, it's gonna bring the team's brand forward, it's gonna be, bring the, the series brand forward, uh, and even their own brand. So, um, I mean, I, I know brands uh, that don't necessarily need the promotion just because they're, they're not that known. Um, and I've, I've had talks with Lego before, because Lego's Danish. Uh, but they don't need the promotion because they're so well known. And and in this case, I think it's great that Hy-V is helping this series move forward. Um, and that, and that's what I think really makes the difference here because we need that as a series. We need that as a team as well. Um, and for me to be be a part of such brand, um, I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh, everything they do for the sport, everything they do for the team, 
um, only brings us forward and, and makes us stronger. Speaking of being made stronger, the team got off to a little bit of a rocky start to the season, especially through the Indianapolis 500. But do you see things turning around now? Performance has been better at Detroit and also at Road America. We've got Toronto coming up. And then, of course, the doubleheader weekend, the high V IndyCar race weekend at Iowa Speedway. Yeah, um, we're extremely strong on, on road courses. And I think I've proved that in the 45 high V. Um, that our package on the road courses is extremely strong. We're fast, uh, we're competitive, and we, we get the results we, we extract. Um, and I think that's, that's what's super important for us. Um, we need to improve our package on, on ovals, for sure. Uh, we saw that at, the, at, at IMS for, for the 500, and, and we've, we've seen that at Texas as well. Uh, our street circuits uh, package hasn't been, been good enough, at least at Detroit. Um, so going into uh, to Toronto, we need to be better. Uh, Toronto last year is where we made improvements within the team and, and we started performing better. We have a damper guy on the team that came from Andretti. He wasn't quite able to, to make things happen in the beginning of the season, but we're starting to see improvements and changes um, for the better. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that now moving, moving forward, we're, we're going to be, be a stronger team and uh, hopefully bring all three cars up where it's, where it's fun to, to fight for, for podiums. And in your second full season as an NTT IndyCar Series driver, how do you feel in terms of what you've been able to achieve this early in your career? To come to IndyCar, really, just uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, the brand, the racing, um, the competition is so close. It's uh, just pure enjoyment driving and competing. And I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough in my career to drive some pretty cool cars. I've driven F1 cars old and new, um, and I've helped Alpine develop the, uh, this year's car, actually. Uh, and I mean, it's this, this series, to me, brings back memories from, from go-karts. Um, and that's what I like the most about this, is everybody is friends off track, but once the helmet's on, we're, we're competitors, and, and we basically want to push each other off the track because we're, we're that competitive. And, and I spoke to Joseph after the Road America race where we had a little coming together, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's an apology and we move on. And that's, that's again, what makes this, this series so great. Are a lot of the drivers you competed with in the European junior formulas learning that this can be a great destination series? Definitely. I mean, I have people contacting me from, from Europe that wants to come over here. We don't really want just an European field here because then uh, it's just going to be being a, being a European series. And that's not necessarily what we want. But it's, it's, we need the good drivers to come over here. Uh, and I know some of them are looking at it. Um, but right now, I think it's, it's proven to be the strongest racing uh, series in the world. We just need to be able to promote the series better. We'll keep your eye on this driver because he's going up. Christian Lungard, driver of the High V Honda at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck in the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy presented by High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. 
As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V. Jack Harvey is Lungard's teammate at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing and drives the number 30 Honda. Harvey was the Hy-V driver for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing in 2022 and tells me in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy how important the company is to the entire NTT IndyCar series. Joining us now on Pit Pass Cine, presented by Hy-V, is Jack Harvey of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Jack, Hy-V is on board your car as one of the associate sponsors. Last year, they were primary on your car. You got to be the poster boy for Hy-V in all the stores last year. What was that experience like? Oh, that was awesome. I mean, what Hy-V have done since they've been in IndyCar, uh, you know, bringing Iowa Speedway essentially back to the calendar, but also what they've done with us as a team at RLL. Uh, it's just been awesome, you know, and being able to get that support in a place that, you know, ultimately isn't home for me, uh, even within, you know, America. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, you know, obviously the team decided to switch kind of some bits around at the end of last season. So now I'm on the 30 custom entertainment car, but as you said, still with the uh, high V, you know, pretty proudly displayed. So uh, at the end of the day, it's just been one big, one big team effort here. At least that's what we try and shoot for and um, excited for what we're trying to do this afternoon. Here we are a month out from the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. We're at an event in downtown Des Moines, a pit stop competition between yourself and teammate Christian Lungard. This shows the level of activation that Hy-V has been able to do with the IndyCar program. There's a lot of races on the schedule that you don't have this kind of activation in advance of a race. What is it like to get that level of commitment for the series? Well, I think it's it's so it's so needed, uh, you know. And I think Hy-Vee have done a great job at using IndyCar as their activation in marketing as well. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear that if you walk into a store, you you see whether it was me last year, Christian this year. You know, they're very present with their IndyCar marketing, which I think is amazing. Uh, you know, last year we ended up driving the cars down uh, a couple of the streets in Des Moines, and you know, today we're doing a uh, static pit stop demonstration. So, you know, unfortunately the cars won't be running, but I think it's fun to be able to come out into a, you know, super public place and just show people what goes into IndyCar pit stops. And, you know, ultimately I think they're one of the most fun parts of a, of a race. So I think it's just amazing to see hy using use an IndyCar as, you know, probably their, one of their, maybe not the biggest, but one of their biggest marketing campaigns. It also shows that they have bigger plans for the IndyCar series. They're involved with, from the team aspect, with the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. They're involved with the race aspect, with the race at Iowa Speedway. They're also involved with the series through a level of promotions, branding on the TV broadcast, some of the campaigns that they use. It's almost like they've created a blueprint for other sponsors to activate. I hope so. Uh, I mean, certainly that's the hope that Everybody comes and occasionally get people who reset the bar and certainly feel like Hy-Vee are those people in terms of IndyCar sponsors and partners. And 
like I said a few times, you know, I'm just proud that, you know, they chose RLL as to be one of their teams, uh, you know, because ultimately I'm sure every team on pit lane would love to have, you know, the high V support uh, like they give to us. But um, I think it also shows new sponsors hoping to come into the series what you can do. And hopefully it's been a really successful partnership. I think they believe that it has been so far. Uh, probably there's some bits we can all do to help always uh but yeah i think it's been i think it's been awesome i would call them their bar raises from a team standpoint on june 21st they had a uh, test it was a private test at iowa speedway but 20 indy cars showed up which is almost the full field with full field is anywhere from 27 to 28 cars what did you learn from the test and what type of baseline does that help provide you when you return for the hyvee indy car race weekend in july well, it's just great to get back on the track, man. I mean, Iowa's really not a track that we get to test out a whole bunch, um, you know, and certainly have enjoyed driving there, I'd say, from last year to this year. Perhaps it's even more bumpy than what it was uh, the previous season. But, um, yeah, I thought we had a good test. We got through our testing program quite nicely. I think we ended the day P7, which, you know, when you see how competitive IndyCar is right now, it feels like a, uh, you know, a decent day and hopefully a little bit more to to come so yeah i think it just allowed us to try some different setup philosophies some ideas that we've been kicking around and you know between christian working on his setup and uh you know his testing items graham doing the same and me on the 30 do also doing the same i think we just had a productive day i think it was just a nice test for everyone at rll rll had a struggle during the month of may it started off with a promising month of may the achievements they had in the gmr grand prix on the indianapolis motor speedway road course unfortunately the Oval was a different story. Do you see RLL on the way back up now after going through the struggles that happened in May? Well, I think even just, you know, holding steady would probably be a good struggle. So I think everybody coming off of May was very honest and open about how it went. Um, and ultimately just trying to stop that, you know, flood or bleeding, whatever you want to call it, basically plugging that hole you know, was something we needed to do. And I think therefore allowed us to have that reset, figure out what we wanted to do better. And then we've gone out and done it. I think at Road America, the pace looked like it was there. We, we feel like we believe we're not bad on the road courses and the street circuits. Uh, Super Speedway is still probably our Achilles heel, but yeah, certainly get the feeling that the momentum is back with us a little bit. There were some changes made on the team, shuffling some personnel around. Bobby Rayall talked about that a little bit. From your standpoint, what do you see as the changes that have been made? Uh, to be honest, Matt, it's not something I want to get into. At the end of the day, it's the team's business. Uh, you know, for Bobby, Mike, and David, what they decide to do with their race team is completely their business, and there were the changes that they decided to make. I think the atmosphere has felt pretty good since, all things considered. Um, you know, it feels like we're really starting to rebuild again and, uh, you know, create some stability and just move forward. So, you know, I don't want to say I'm, I'm happy or sad with the, with the changes. It's not, my, it's not my business necessarily. It's theirs and they seem happy with it. So, You have nine races left in the season heading into the July 2nd Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. I know it's an important year for you. It's a contract year. Opportunities are important for you to continue your career in IndyCar. So what is your attitude going to be like for the rest of the year, your goals? Obviously, the better you do, the better your prospects can be. Well, I think that's the thing, right, is, you know, I haven't really worried about the future too hard yet. And that's just a 
personal outlook because, you know, you start thinking about the future, you probably start tensing up a little bit. So just try to worry about every weekend that's coming up, mate. Honestly, the, the most important race is the next one. You know, so for us right now, it's going to be mid-Ohio and then we'll focus on all the gaggle that come after that. We're not quite halfway in the season yet. Feels like it, but we're not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic for what we can do in the second half of the season. I feel like all the tracks are coming up. I've gone well out in the past and yeah, certainly excited just to go out and, and give it my best. And, you know, whether it's a contract year or not, I mean, every year feels like an important one. But, you know, this does feel obviously like an extra, extra important one. We'll see what opportunities there are. And uh, yeah, welcome there. Now back to the Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. The track's got character. It's got some bumps. It's usually pretty hot. What's the physical demands like not only having a double header, but also at the heat? Two day races yeah. that you had to put up with. That, is it really survival of the fittest? It's probably survival just for everybody, really. The best balance is probably the guy who's going to be driving the most calm, the most happy, you know, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's also why we went to test is just to try and get used to all them things. And I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, the heat's probably the biggest aspect, I think. It's really not too bad once you're in the car, but it's pretty stale when you're, you know, stationary. So in that moment, certainly hoping for not too many yellows, probably bust out the cool suit for these uh, race weekend, in all fairness. But um, I think the big thing from race one is going to be just, you know, hydrating up, stretching, staying loose and getting ready for race two, you know. Also, the fact that there's double the points available in one weekend because there's two races. So it's very important. It'll help separate the championship contenders from the rest of the pack. And to know that there's going to be some guys out there that their season may be on the line in terms of championship status, that they have to do well in that race. With that many points available, does the mindset change any? I don't know, man, really, because I'm not sure. I guess I hadn't really given any time thinking that that was how it was. I, I guess I just never really thought about it. But I think it's, uh, you know, it's a good point. It's one to definitely think about. I think there's a a level of aggression that everyone needs to have in this series. Uh, you know, sometimes it feels like it's quite high. Right now is my film of an IndyCar series. I think it just puts the extra importance on going there and having a good weekend, right? You know, is unloading well, having two good qualifying sessions or like two good qualifying laps within the session, I mean, you know, and then doing your best in race one, doing your best in race two, because, you know, on a double, essentially it's a you know, double points weekend. Um, it, it will separate out some things all through the uh, all through the standings, all through the field. So you just want to make sure we're on the right side of that. And also at the recent Iowa Speedway tests, every team participated except Team Penske, Aero McLaren, and they were the two teams that won each of last year's doubleheader races. So is there a little bit of mystery as to what they may have or how they're preparing for the race that the rest of you are trying to pass them with? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when they won the last uh, last year's races, you know, they're probably not too worried about uh, their speed. I mean, I think, you know, Team Penske in particular have always been very fast at Iowa, so I'm sure they're confident with the package they're taking. And I'm sure you're confident with the package you'll have on race day. I hope so. Jack Harvey, Ray Hall Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Good luck at the Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee. We want to thank our guest, IndyCar Series Championship Leader Alex Pelo of Chip Ganassi Racing. Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing and Jack Harvey of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing 
for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee, is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. And for all your shopping needs, be sure to visit your local Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.